0: Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we dive into real conversation about photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post production for the wedding and portrait photographer visit photographersedit.com. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, Boca Podcast listeners, thanks so much for joining us for, I think this is going to be episode number 57. And my new friend, Stephanie Wilcox, is here with us in the Boca Podcast today. Thank you, Stephanie, for being with us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we're going to, as has been the case, I think pretty consistently now for a little while, we're going to dive into a brand new topic today which is very simply the idea of building a business to benefit others. And I'm curious to explore this with you, kind of better understand what that even means. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. But something that I like to do is to start the podcast off with a big value add that if, if our listeners have to walk away, you know, after five minutes, they still walk away with something. And I, I think I'm gonna start calling this the aha moment. And I'm really curious for you from you, Stephanie, what was your aha moment as a business owner? Maybe a lesson that you learned the hard way that you can share with our listeners so that they don't have to repeat that mistake.
1: Yeah, I really I I feel like for me, I was trying to So much get my name out there um, just in my community my area and I kept throwing money at that idea so I at one point did a paid vendorship program where I had to pay to put business cards out Um, I did advertising we laugh about this all the time I'm friends with (laughs) a girl now but I literally almost signed a contract for a commercial (laughs) in our area like Um, a TV commercial like a TV commercial um, which is such a wide net because we exclusively do weddings, right, right? So that would have been a terrible idea for me, but I just felt like whatever is the best, greatest thing I did in every bridal show that I could waste my time on. Um, regardless of who was coming through, it was just a lot of money thrown at things that I thought would, if they just saw my name or if they just got my business cards, that's how I'm going to get business. And, um, And I just have so realized that that is not at all the case. Um, Paying to put your business card somewhere is about the worst idea I ever had. Um, (laughs) I don't
0: know that I've ever (laughs) even heard of that before. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah, it was a bridal shop. And I think that it's a real real common thing. Um, It's a national vendor. So one of the things that I learned since is that really the best business card is having a personal connection with somebody, getting a personal referral. So not even just your clients referring you to their friends, which is huge. Um, so we ensure to have a really good, long-lasting relationship with our client. For sure. Um, but then with vendors, other vendors that you see at weddings, and you know, make your pictures be your calling card so that your vendors that you work with know you, know your work, and then they refer you. And I think that's kind of common sense. But just really, really work on that and those relationships more than throwing money at trying to get your name out there.
0: And I think that's a really great reminder, even in a day when, you know, social media is kind of the norm. That's where people make connections, although they may not be so deep. They're, they're connecting in one form or another through social media, but the importance of establishing genuine relationships that, by the way, in many cases, if not most cases, require actually sitting down and having a conversation with somebody, taking them out to coffee, taking them out to lunch or dinner. Developing a true relationship with them. Something that I've, a, a story that I've told a number of times on the podcast is a relationship that I had when I was shooting weddings with a local wedding coordinator. This this relationship was such that, that Taylor was her name. She would actually come to the office, sit down. I pretty much didn't have to say anything to the potential client sitting there with us. She would literally sell my business for me. And this was kind of the ideal scenario, but those types of relationships can really it truly help drive business. And the cool thing about having a relationship, if you're a wedding photographer, you have a relationship with a wedding coordinator, they can actually help carry your business even as you make price changes. Because if you you photograph a client for one price point and then raise your price point, let's say $1,000, you may likely price yourself out of the income bracket of that client's friends and family. And if that's the case, you can't rely on that referral any longer. So having a relationship with a wedding coordinator or other vendors is really, really important to help in the growth of your business. I think this is a wonderful reminder. It is, I mean, I think you said it was kind of common common sense, but the reality is that we don't always pay attention to that. You just really, sense.
1: yeah, you have to use the common sense and it's free. <laughs> it's it's true. free to go out and make friends. So Yeah, I think that's really the biggest and hardest lesson. I think people are nervous at the beginning to get out there, introduce themselves and offer, you know, to have coffee with other vendors. But that's really what it takes.
0: And I I can just see right now we're going to be creating a graphic that says it's free to make friends. And I really love the way that (laughs) that you phrase that, though, seriously, because I mean, really, how difficult can that be? This can actually be a truly enjoyable process, I think. Um, And just based on my experience as a wedding photographer and then having been in the, the photography industry now for about 16, 17 years, that that really much of our time, particularly as wedding photographers, should be spent in developing relationships and really, truly developing friendships. I'm glad that you phrased it that way, because this is not just about developing you know a business quote business relationship that's kind of self-serving ultimately just to simply drive business. We can actually develop real relationships with these people. And uh, how bad can that be? So I, I'd love this. Yeah, this is great absolutely. advice to start us off with. And uh, a wonderful aha moment um, from you Stephanie tell us a little bit about you I, this is actually our first time really kind of getting to know each other and I want to take our listeners down that road um, tell us a little bit about your family what you enjoy doing with your free time and maybe something kind of random and interesting about yourself
1: yeah um, I have four boys um, in my free time on weekends I love running I am a half marathoner marathoner so wow you can catch me out running if I'm not at a wedding how many of those um, have you run I've run one mar. We I had another recent attempt of a marathon, but didn't complete it. It was hot.
0: Oh man, that's. <laughs> but I, mean,
1: I I avidly run half marathons. Like them a lot.
0: That's that's incredible. I've never run a half marathon. I I did do a half Ironman, so that included a half okay, marathon. Yeah. Um, that, that getting through thirteen miles or, or roughly that is is that can be really tough, especially if you're dealing with any kind of injuries or, like you said, extreme heat or otherwise. Um, yeah, it was hot. <laughs> that, that'll that do it for sure. And you said yeah. you have four boys. How old are they?
1: Yeah, so we have four boys, um, five, eight, 12, and 16, which kind of brings me to my like random fact about myself. Um, so I have a 16-year-old son. Uh, my husband and I um, were married in high school. I was a pregnant, married senior in high school. <laughs>
0: no way. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah.
1: And so we just decided to... Start our lives super early. And um, I just think that 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 little tidbit just kind of goes to show like, I feel like you can build it from anywhere. We didn't start out with, you know, any particularly special advantage. Sure. Um, We started really hard, but through like God's grace, and we're 17 years married this year. Wow.
0: That's (laughs) awesome. Congrats to you guys. And that, that could probably be a podcast episode in and of itself. I'm so fascinated by relationships. And I'm sure you have all kinds of <laughs> advice to share in that realm, but Oh man, that's yeah. really interesting. And I actually have, I have two kids myself. Um, one, Austin is 15 and then Addison's 12. So I know what it's like to kind of hit that teenage stage. And that, that makes things really, really interesting, um, to say the least, but I also grew up yeah. with three brothers. So I know what it's like to be in a family of four. That's, that's really, really cool.
1: Yeah. What's something that you yeah. guys
0: like to do together when you have free time?
1: Um, my boys love—they absolutely love golfing—and so, with a five-year-old, I don't golf a tremendous amount. I'm more like the supervisor. <laughs> but we have a foursome in of itself, and then I make sure nobody's hitting each other with the golf ball or with a golf club. Totally or... understandable. <laughs> That's funny, and
0: and and the golf cart driver as well, maybe.
1: <laughs> well, my husband, my oh, husband okay. golfs also, so he's yeah, he's a really avid golfer. That's now, why the boys are all into it.
0: Do you, do you and your uh, husband photograph together? Is he involved in the photography no. business? Okay. Yeah.
1: I know that there are, it's really common to have a lot of husband wife teams. No, my husband, I don't believe has ever lifted a camera. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe if I stuck it in his hands with the settings set. So no, he's not at all a photographer. Um, this was just my thing. He has his own business.
0: Interesting. What, yeah. can, what type of business does he run?
1: Um, he's in an insurance sales.
0: So okay, so I'm I'm really curious to explore this just a tiny bit. When it comes to relationships, um, it it can be an interesting dynamic when you, when partners are working together, um, and then it creates a whole different dynamic when you're in two totally separate fields or industries. Does that help encourage conversation at the end of the day? Because you're not doing the same thing, you kind of share from from different sides of of the world, yeah. if you will.
1: It is it's hard. I imagine it is really hard to work together. But it's really hard to not also. I feel like what's real funny and unique about what we do is I just hit the busiest time of my year for wedding season, right. which as wedding photographers know, and um, my husband does medical supplement sales. Okay. And this is a wonderful period in that time called open enrollment, which starts on October 15th and runs through December. Oh, so, we so right about the same time. Yes. Yeah, so we have just both hit our busiest times of the year. Whoa. <laughs> so, you know, we're both. In opposite ends of the house working on our computers until all hours of the night.
0: <laughs> well, and so on, on that note, I'm curious, this is something I usually kind of save for the, for the end of the podcast episode, but is there something or maybe one or two things, three things that you guys do specifically to in that kind of craziness, that busyness to make time for each other and make time for the kids?
1: Yeah, um, it is hard. Uh, and our anniversary falls within that time too. Oh wow. So yeah, it just, it it's a very stressful point. Um, One of the things that we like to do, we have a wonderful grandma in town, my mother-in-law. And so um, actually right before his open enrollment starts, we usually try and take a good night out. Um, We're going out this weekend, actually. And then after our busy season and the holidays are finished, we do typically try to take a break since I have a lull in January um, and, and get out of town. And so we have been trying. It's one of the things our family saves for and looks forward to is every, at least every couple of years, we try to take the kids out of school. It's yes. not during a time and, and just get out of town and go spend some time together.
0: I love it. And just like the point that you were making earlier about developing relationships with vendors and of course in the wedding photography industry, it, it's it just takes that, that initiative, being proactive about making time for each other, whether it's with friends or family or otherwise. I I, I say this a good bit, but to me, one of the biggest benefits of being an entrepreneur is the freedom and the flexibility that we can have. And a lot of that is just being proactive to make the time. It's there. It's, it exists. We can set work aside for a little bit make time um, for all types of things, but hopefully for relationships. Because at the end of the yeah, day, that's, that's one of the few things we all share in common That are so vital to our lives. So that's really great that you guys are proactive in that.
1: And I feel like you really do have to be reminded. You have to remind yourself of that flexibility that even though you're running your own business and you could be called to this 24-7, that you have to set aside. You have to make that a priority. You have to set aside some time for yourself. Um, So, yeah, that's huge.
0: Wow, that's such a great reminder. Well, you are, as you mentioned, a wedding photographer. Of course, you're also shooting engagement sessions along with that. Yeah. How did you end up in photography in the first place?
1: Yeah, um, it's really um, backwards way to end up in photography, but okay. um, I, we just attended one of my husband's friend's weddings. Um, I was just photographing the wedding as a guest. So and
0: what what kind of camera were you were you using at the time?
1: Oh man, um, film Nikon. Yes, I don't remember what body it was. Okay. I was shooting on automatically, so probably a, it was an SLR, but I don't remember the the type. But that you said one you, was. it
0: was film at the time.
1: Film, yep. Cool. Um, but I knew nothing of photography and just shot it automatically and then um, dropped off the roll of film to be developed at a studio that developed film because I was a little fancier and they gave you nicer pa- like paper than Walmart, right? Yeah. And when I picked it up, they offered me a job as a wedding assistant. No way. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It was really unique and I like debated it. I was 19 at the time. <laughs> and so I started working with a studio when I was 19 as a photography assistant for weddings exclusively and did that for several years.
0: Did they, did they take time to kind of train you or did, did they just yes. see as a natural? And, okay. Okay.
1: No, no. Yeah. That was all a lot, a lot of hard work. And, um, yeah. And actually it was just a wonderful mentorship. Like I would have never gotten my start had I not had that. Um, they even involved me in the planning of the day in the timelines and, and routine, you know, like, Hey, we're going to walk into the reception and we do this, 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 and this, and this is how we do it in our order. You know? So like, it was just a really, really, really huge time for me to grow and learn about weddings.
0: It would be Um, so cool if, if if more photographers or potential photographers had the opportunity to do or to have, to, to have a job like that, or to do an internship where they can actually learn hands on because you know, the idea of going to, to school for photography, well, it may have some benefits on a, at least on a technical level. It's, it's just not the same as running a business and knowing what that looks like day in and day out. So to have had exposure to that environment for you had to be just invaluable.
1: Yeah. But that's also kind of why I say I did it backwards, right? Like, yeah. So I definitely had more like firsthand experience than I did technical experience first off. Um, but then I ended up doing some classes towards photography and learning and Reading and reading and reading everything you could. And actually, now it's funny that you mentioned it, but yeah, now my business, um, we always try and have at least a summer intern, if not somebody throughout the year, which we have somebody now um, who's in high school and she's just avidly interested in photography. So she comes and they assist us at the weddings and um, help us out. And they're always working with us. We well, that's kind of cool. Girls. It's
0: almost like you're returning <laughs> the favorite. I mean, do, do you see it as an opportunity to? Can it give back in a way to the photo industry because that's the experience? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, this is the next generation of photographers. I'm not going to do it for forever, forever. So we got to grow <laughs> that. Yeah, and I'm I'm planting a little seed of my quirks and the way that I do things and teach my style and yeah.
0: That's yeah. really really cool. That's cool. Now, do they? How long do the interns usually stay with you? Because this is something probably that photographers will be curious about. What that process looks like?
1: Yeah, I I've had um, people who are available for just the summer before. Um, the girl that currently works with us, she's a homeschooler and she's in high school here locally. So, um, so hopefully she'll be with us for a couple more years yet before she goes away to college.
0: (laughs) That's really awesome. That's great. And how active does does the intern become in your business? What kind of things are they doing?
1: Um, for a lot of it, I mean, and she's Maddie is such a grunt worker, right? I mean, she's hardcore. She carries stuff back and forth, but also just trying to learn where our lights, where lights should be set up, where angles of light. And then I have her as I'm working through things like that, like showing her the intensity of lights, how I like to set my lighting for particular scenes and stuff like that. So every little moment that is an opportunity to teach, you know, it's, but at the same time, it's going crazy because we're in the midst of an actual wedding.
0: For Um, sure. Yeah.
1: Hopefully by osmosis she's learning a ton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh again, that that immersion concept I think is just brilliant for learning. And so her yeah. so your interns' primary involvement is really on the wedding day and helping you with the wedding day?
1: Yes. Yes. Being there, helping us out, just um, setting up, tearing down things and staging, fluffing dresses and combing down pissy fits from flower girls, that <laughs> kind
0: of thing. <laughs> This is a really great, I mean, I I didn't really expect to go this direction with our conversation, but I actually have one more question for you, for our listeners, too. How do you recommend going about finding a good intern to, to help you with your business?
1: Oh, man. Yeah. So actually, well, I would have to say that for us, these were connections of people that I knew just through church where the girls were terribly interested in photography. Okay. But I feel like it is such a huge thing right now. I mean, cameras are so amazing even just you know regular run-of-the-mill family cameras yeah even our phones for that matter seriously yeah Yeah. and so everybody's interested in taking great pictures and so i feel like you really don't have to go far to find somebody who's got a daughter who's very interested or a son who's very interested in photography or dabbles in taking pictures for fun you know um and i just say you know help them out to explore that that's why i always say to our interns too like this is just one aspect of many of the Maybe the multi-talented person that you're going to end up to be, but it's a wonderful thing to have as a talent and, and, um, just to know how to use that.
0: And what do they, I mean, for them, I'm assuming you're not paying them. So if, are they, are they seeing this as just an opportunity to learn something that they're interested in or what is the biggest benefit for them from their Yeah. So
1: maybe, maybe intern isn't an excellent word because I do pay them. Okay. Okay. I I am paying them a nominal, yeah. They're not making a tremendous amount of money, but I'm trying to make it worth their time.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, and what an invaluable education that they're getting for yeah. just being in that environment as we were talking about that immersion learning process. I think it's really wonderful. Well, that's, I, I, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that process with us and I'm cool, sure our yeah. listeners are, are kind of curious about what that uh, what that might look like for them. I would never have guessed that, that I might have the option even to have a high schooler come on board and help me, but man, that would have been, I would have loved to have had somebody there. to. I
1: think early on, I would have been nervous like what would my clients think. I tell you what, like it has not, I feel like it has not dinged our professionalism at all. I mean, you definitely have to vet the person you're hiring, but the girls that come along with us have only been positive assets. It's wonderful, yeah.
0: That's really, really cool. Well, I mentioned earlier that we were going to be talking about this idea of building a business to benefit others. When we were kind of in conversation and preparation for our, our conversation on the Book of podcast today, you'd said that you'd had an epiphany about your business a few years ago, that your business was met for something More. And I'm really curious if you wouldn't mind sharing that story with our
1: listeners. Yeah. So um, it was a few years ago. I was um, actually in a Bible study and I just was really struck that I wasn't being a very good steward of the time that I was spending in my business and the money that I was making. Um,
0: How far were you into the business at this point?
1: So I've been running my own business for 10 years. So I was. Um, So this was about three years ago, I'd say maybe four years ago, um, where I really started having these thoughts and then trying to really actively change. Um, One of the things I feel like this could be a whole other podcast, too, but my valuation was really not where it should have been. And there's a lot of ways to get there. Um, so I don't want to like go through and talk about how I came to the valuation rat now. I'm,
0: I'm already hearing a part two episode coming on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, I feel like I had stuck at my entry level prices for far too long. We had invested a tremendous amount of money into our business, into our education, into our equipment. Um, and, and I hadn't really taken the time to sit down and consider that and consider, um, I mean, I would have said I'm really competitive and I feel like just by nature, I always wanted my business to be growing and big and I was busy. We were doing 20 plus weddings a year. I just felt very, or during the season, you know, and I just felt very busy. Um, like I couldn't take on anymore. I was just exhausted. Um, which I think is relatable.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean I remember shooting <laughs> Who isn't. Yeah, thirty yeah. and forty weddings a year even. I mean, it's just yeah. no, it's exhausting crazy. and I can't imagine. Oh it, it's so much. <laughs> yeah, but please, please continue.
1: Yeah. So um, just really being exhausted, running myself ragged and and then realizing that um, there was more to be had here and that there was something like that my business isn't just to benefit myself, that I don't need to be just working like crazy just for the next paycheck. Um, So this isn't like, uh, you know, how to get rich and make a huge empire out of your business, (laughs) because this is actually like probably the opposite of, but I feel like this is really what inspired me to value myself more, value my time more, and, and really push through those exhausting periods and with motivation, with motivation to take on more, to be like, yeah, I can do that. I am gonna, you know, at 1am when you're editing (laughs) to be like, this is not about me. Um, you know, there's, there's something else at work here. I have a bigger plan. I'm working towards something else. Um, So what was, what was
0: that kind of bigger idea? What was the thing that you were working toward or that you, you felt like you needed to work toward?
1: Yeah. So, um, a few years prior to that, we had met this man from Kenya who lives locally and he had set up a like, um, He had a school and an orphanage in Kenya and set it up on like a child sponsorship program. Um, There's a lot of programs that do that, but he was local and I was really interested in that. So at the time, maybe like seven years ago or something, we started sponsoring a kid through his program. Okay. Just our family.
0: Yeah. And and being Um, able to connect with somebody locally like that, I I can understand how that would kind of relieve potential fears of like, where is this money actually going? And is it actually going to really do anything? Yeah. So that's, that's cool.
1: Yeah. um, And so I contacted him um, just because we were already affiliated with his work. And I just said at the time, you know, look, I have a busy season at this point in the year where I would really like to make a donation to your cause. Where can I help? Where could you know, what are you working on? Or can I just put this towards, you know, your everyday running operations or what what are your needs right now? Um, And he came back with that they had actually had a project that needed more funding. Um, They had dug a well in Eastern Kenya and the well wasn't operational. It needed a pump and it needed solar panels. So um, at the time he just kind of explained that like these people um, in the Mwamba village were walking like 10 miles to go get clean water for drinking. Um, And, and so we just started giving towards that. And at the time, it looked like a five-year project. <laughs> it didn't. It was a big thing to take on, um, and and so I just told him, you know what? We'll just do what we can every year, um, through just feeling driven, feeling the valuation needed some attention, and changing things in my business. We were able to complete the well project in three years.
0: Wow. Um, so were you? First of all, it's interesting just to kind of consider the psychology, the motivation that drove you to want something more. It's really I I think if we all look at our lives in one form or another, there have been times or maybe currently you're in a state where you have something bigger than you that you're that you're either living for or reaching toward Um, something that I talk a lot about with with regards to developing a photography business is the importance of establishing a big picture view because it gives you kind of these overarching goals that you can reach toward. You're not just randomly functioning in a haphazard manner day-to-day. It can be, be extremely mundane too and absolutely overwhelming if you don't have something bigger that you're reaching toward and you're shooting 20 weddings a year, 30 weddings a year, 40 weddings a year, 50, 60, 70, 100 portrait sessions a year. It can just be so much. So you this, it drove you to a place where you said, you know what, let me better utilize, be, be a better steward. This is a, this is a term that's not commonly used in the, the photography industry, but I think it's a great word. And that is very simply the idea of, um, using your resources more effectively. And you decided to to make this kind of shift and mentality and use resources from your business to to support the development of this. Well, you said within three years now, did you Were you setting aside like a certain percentage from your business profits toward that? Or what did that look like?
1: Yeah. So we just decided that at each event for us being just exclusively weddings, that each event was going to have a certain amount that we were going to give per event just to keep it consistent, to keep us, you know, then we knew every, every single time that was what we were giving. Um, The other thing that came to mind while you were talking about that is that you know, as photographers, I hear, I hear a lot of people talk about the why behind what we're doing and yes. trying to, you know, nail down your ideal client. And it's a lot about, you know, why you take the actual photograph. And I think that you need to take a step back to with your business and kind of go back to the why, but like, why do you wake up in the morning, you know, and that it needs to be the why needs to be such a greater thing than just the actual, um, photographic part of it. It's the why you're running a business. Yeah.
0: It's so true. And I think that helps, well, multiple levels, as I alluded to earlier, I mean, it helps kind of work through those times when you're just kind of overwhelmed and the the work is feeling mundane. Um, But it also helps us work through the tough times too, where it may not be easy to kind of continue to push through running a business, being an entrepreneur. But if you, if you've established the why, and it's really important, I'm glad you brought this up, the, the importance of going really deep with that photography, even art, I think is a means to an end. And at least part of that end has to do with our value set. So if you've not taken the time, um, you, our listeners have not taken the time to to sit down and really establish what your, your values are, what you, the the person that you want to be um, and want to ultimately, if, you know, if somebody were to say, I know so, and so he is, or she is X, those values that you want to to live out consistently, that I think is a big part of that end and, and photography, art, or running a business, whatever it might be is a means toward that. And you've, you obviously have a set of values that support this notion of going beyond your photography business and helping those in need. And it's, it's so good to be reminded too, the significance of how easy we have it here in the US, how we don't have to walk 10 miles, we can walk 10 feet to fresh water. Yeah. And so yeah. developing that, that uh, awareness about the realities of so many people around the world is, is so, so important. I'd love to make this really practical for our listeners, too, though. And maybe you have a few steps that you can recommend our, our listeners take and figuring out how they can go about utilizing their business to, to, to help others, to kind of reach towards something bigger than themselves and their business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of touched on one of the things, too, that I just really feel like. If you can touch with someone locally, um, that that is really the easiest way to be really actively involved in whatever it is that they're doing. And I think that that really helps because I think that it's really easy to just give money here or there. Um, but to be actively involved in a continuing project, I think that that is really important um, and there's almost um, some natural just,
0: accountability toward that uh, to that
1: isn't yeah, there yeah absolutely absolutely and and i think that there's such fruit to be seen for it when you continue to work my another point that i thought of was to stick with one project for that you know mission and see that grow and i think you know we started this project thinking it was going to be a 5 year project but to invest like that invest in your future the future of your business by thinking ahead for your giving projects too and if you can't give time like, if you can't give money, then go give your time. Um, almost everybody needs social media photographs, you know, whether it's youth project or everybody has to get their word out there about sure. what it is that they're doing. Yeah. And they all need photographs. And I, like I said, I'm a runner. So many races have giving causes behind them and they need photographers to come take pictures of the races. There's so many projects. There's so many options just to find something locally that you can be there, be the hands and legs for their operation. You know, I think that that's really important.
0: Oh, this is, this is really, really good. And I think maybe if we were just to sum it up, so we, we start with a value set, as we were talking about our why, establish what your values are, and, and then it becomes easier to find a, a project, a charity, ideally something that's local, like you said, so that you, you really get a chance to feel what this is about and see the results of it. Uh, but find that one project that you can really focus on, and then I love I love what you did in picking a specific amount of money that you set aside from each wedding, each event that you're photographing and and that just becomes habit. It becomes ritual. there's not a question of hey, how much should I get this time or that time it's the same thing every time you know you're going to be setting that money aside to give to that project or give to that charity, and I think that's a really great way to go about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes it a lot easier.
0: For sure. Well, this this is really. I this is not a topic that we've had the opportunity to to kind of cover on the Boca podcast. I think that the, the notion of having a why that drives everything that we do is really important. We've touched on that before, but the fact that that can carry over even into opportunities to give. To, to build a business that does truly benefit others, that goes beyond ourselves and our business and our artistry, all these things about us to go beyond that and to give the others, it, this is a really great reminder. And I really appreciate your insight and your perspective on it. How can our listeners learn a little bit more about you and your business and follow what you're doing online?
1: Yeah. Um, they can go to our website. It's jwweddingphotography.com. Um, I use hashtag do more whenever I'm sharing about our project. So, It's under the tab hashtag do more. Um, And then the ministry that we partner with is FOMministries.com.org. And um, they have two Kenyan missions. The particular mission that we're working with is in Mwamba. um, And they've planted mango trees there. It's growing and thriving. And now we're looking towards building a school building this next year um, starting room by room girls typically get married there and this area at 12 years old and so they don't finish school Um, and there's it's an area that's really ravaged by aids and so to just provide schooling so that girls can continue their education locally um the local elementary school is seven miles away so to build one there for that village and then also in the future Again, we're thinking long-term here. So in nine years, we hope to have this completed and have an orphanage built there as well. So um, they can get on and check out that mission and partner with us in that.
0: Oh, that's really, really wonderful. And and I think you even have pictures of some of this um, on your Instagram account, yes?
1: Yeah, I have it on Instagram and we're also on Facebook. I have some on there. Perfect. So if you
0: guys on Instagram, if you go to JW Wedding, uh, is that right? JW Wedding on Instagram and then JW Wedding photo on Facebook.
1: Yes, that's right. Thanks.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for making time to share with us today. This has been really wonderful. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Please let us know what you thought by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.